This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. I found peace, peace in being present. I realized I don't have to forgive myself for my past as there was nothing to forgive. I finally understood acceptance. I accepted who I was. My past doesn't define me anymore. I love it. I appreciate it. I am not a victim of it. Valeria Telles interviews Kasha Nisanka, a certified life coach, MSc family psychologist, MSc occupational psychologist, and speaker. Kasha has been working within the mental health field since 2004. As a psychologist at the Social Services Center in Poland, she was helping those whose mental health struggles and illnesses made them unable to find a paid job. While supporting others in searching for their life purpose, she started questioning her own life's meaning. As a result, she decided to leave her old self behind and start a new life. She decided to give up her promising career as a psychologist in Poland and move to the UK. She found a job as a support worker at the Epilepsy Center. For over eight years, she was supporting people with brain injuries to live independent lives. At the same time, she decided to return to her passion for psychology, and she undertook postgraduate studies in occupational psychology. It is during her MSc degree when she came across the idea of becoming a career coach. After graduating, she briefly practiced as a career coach at AMAC Organizational Psychologists. Empowering others to find and build their dream career became Kasha's mission at the time. At the same time, Kasha decided to fulfill her own longtime dream of becoming a mother. She took a career break to start a new family and spent five amazing years bringing up her three sons. Kasha decided to resume her career as a life coach in 2018, and she undertook a diploma in transformational coaching. It collided with another life and identity crisis, which made her question her life purpose and her mission. Through her own journey to healing, she realized that psychology itself was not enough to find her true self. She discovered that in order to achieve real changes in life, the work needs to be done on three levels, including mind, body, and the soul. This is the approach she adapted into her practice as a life coach and is now successfully using with her clients. Meet Kasha at kashanisanka.co.uk. Here's the interview with Kasha Nisanka. In your own words, who is Kasha Nisanka? Oh, okay. Wow. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's a great question. Um, a question that I've been trying to answer myself for <laughs> the last 40 years. Um, yeah, we could probably spend the whole podcast <laughs> just to try to answer this, right? True, true. Uh, yeah, but um, I'm going just to answer it talking about the talking about the roles, my favorite roles in my life. So uh, one of my favorite roles in my life, I must say, is 
um, is being a wife, being a life partner to another amazing human being. Um, and I love it so much because being a life partner to somebody, to that amazing person has, you know, it's always been motivating me to become the best version of myself. Uh, whilst at the same time, it has showed me many times the worst version of myself. Um, but it's always been inspiring to actually go towards the direction of becoming my best self. And that relationship as well has actually made me fall in love with myself. And so I choose to be, every day I choose to be a wife, I choose to be a life partner. And I have been for um, 15 years now. So yeah, that's one of the very important roles in my life. Um, another very important role in my life is uh, being a mom. I am a mother to three little, sometimes crazy, <laughs> little boys. And yeah, I love it so much because, you know, being a mother, becoming a mother has taught me what, not even taught me, it actually has showed me um, what it feels like to love somebody unconditionally without an effort. Um, so yeah, I am a life partner, I am a wife, um, I am a friend, and I love friendships because friendships for me are about the true soul connection. And you know, because we're friends, um, I don't have that many responsibilities. It's different from the romantic relationship because we don't have, with my friends, you know, there are no responsibilities uh, like, I don't know, paying the bill or thinking about what's going, what we're going to do the next day. So we can just focus on those deep, meaningful connections, conversations, and most importantly, fun, right? <laughs> yes, it's letting go of those responsibilities. Um, and another um, role that I absolutely love in life is being a life coach. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's my job of, yeah, working with other people, walking the path with other people, people who are on the journey to um, discover their true authentic selves and watching those people doing it, connecting, growing and becoming the best versions of themselves. Yeah, so um, yeah. yeah. That sounds wonderful to me. I love the comment you made about loving unconditionally without any efforts. Not making an effort. That is uh, what happens to mothers or parents, right? To their kids. I love this idea that if we could expand that to ourselves and others in life itself, that would be very interesting, <laughs> the result of that, right? Gosh. Definitely, definitely. Because that's something that sometimes we have to put an effort in, especially in relationship to others um, that we meet on our journey or uh, ourselves, right? But once, yeah, once um, you look at your baby, it just happens to you. It's a, it's a very different experience. And when you say becoming your best self, what does it look like? What is the vision you have for becoming your best self? Yeah. Uh, wow, this is a very good question. This is a question that I usually ask other people. Yeah. 
And now you're asking me yeah, <laughs> this right. question. I finally feel what my clients, what the right. people I work with feel like. Uh, you know, it changes daily. It changes daily. And um, so it's basically uh, what I look like if I could never fail, uh, what I inspire to. Um, so basically a person that is completely at peace, that is going for... Um, what I want, what I'm inspired to do. And so that best version of myself is, um, yeah, is person who is connected uh, most of the time to the authentic self. Um, confident. So when you connect to your authentic self, it shows up as confidence uh, in going after what you want in life. Um, and changes daily. It's um, today my being my um, but the best version of myself is yes, doing this podcast with you, overcoming um, my negative beliefs, overcoming uh, negative thoughts. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, not giving up. So talk to me a bit more about what it means to be authentically confident and also about the book that you're writing about it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, basically when, when I talk about confidence, so first of all, why I chose this topic um, is because, you know, when I work with my clients, they usually come to me to actually become more confident at something, um, when I ask them, what does it mean to you? So they usually say, well, I would like to become more confident at, you know, building relationships with others. Or I would like to be, become more confident at work. Uh, I would like to be more confident at making decisions. And that lack of confidence is actually stopping them from doing what they want to do, from achieving their dreams. And when I ask them, what does it mean to be confident? They usually say, well, I want to behave a certain way. I want to, for example, walk into a room full of strangers and own it. I want to feel free to come up to a stranger and just have a free conversation without overthinking, without feeling stressed, um, you know, without that negative beliefs creeping in and ruining for me. So confidence um, in the like old traditional approach um, has those three levels. It's the behavioral level, so you behave certain way. Um, it has this cognitive element as well, which is believing that you can do something well. Um, yeah, and it has this emotional aspect of feeling good whilst you're doing something. So if I talk about confidence in the traditional way, I would say it's it's basically believing that you can do something and at the same time feeling good about doing it and then doing it successfully. But yes, what I add to it, there's one element missing in there, um, which is basically that spiritual aspect that I want to, yeah, I, want, I would like to make people more aware of that spiritual aspect is the foundation of confidence. So my, yeah, my new definition of confidence, I would say is actually confident, being confident is being connected to your 
authentic self that inspires you to becoming the best version of yourself. Talk to me for a moment about this self-esteem. We do talk a lot about that too. Is that somehow connected to being confident, authentically confident, or has nothing to do with self-esteem? Self-esteem, definitely yes, because self-esteem applies to that um, cognitive aspect, your beliefs. And that's what's stopping people from being confident. It's it's um, at the very beginning, um, you know, the, the definition I told you about believing that you are good at something. And that's when most people stop because the truth is we all have negative beliefs. And, you know, um, in psychology, we call those negative beliefs life scripts. I don't know if you've heard that term before. No, not yet. No. So life scripts. So basically life scripts um, are the negative. They don't have to be negative, but because we talk about low low self-esteem. So they are beliefs, basically beliefs about yourself or beliefs about other people or the external world that uh, we have been taught in our childhood. And then they became, um, they've been programmed into our brain. So, you know, imagine the situation, imagine um, an example of a, of a child who, for example, decides to uh, ride a bicycle. And um, let's see, um, she or he, they, they think like, I'm ready to do it. And they jump on the bicycle and they ride it. But suddenly they fell um, and they hurt themselves. And then imagine their mom coming to them and instead of giving them support, um, the mom starts shouting, well, I told you, you weren't ready to do that. You always hurt yourself. Um, You know, it wasn't a good idea. So in that moment, when you think about what that child has learned in that moment is, I never have good ideas. I make wrong decisions. Um... I should listen to others. Um, and very often um, parents as well uh, criticize children for in those specific situations. Uh, if a child is crying, how many times did we hear stop crying or others will laugh at you? So these are the moments when children learn when I display my feelings, my emotions, other get others get angry, others judge me. So these are the beliefs that become your life scripts so they're being programmed into your brain so that child might not remember that specific event but they will grow up with that belief that showing uh, talking about your feelings or showing your emotions is not good Uh, you shouldn't trust your decisions you are not good at something um, or you always have to be ready at something Um, so yes so Self-esteem is very important because that's that's the very important cognitive aspect of confidence, believing that you can do something. Yeah, kind of reversing or changing, being aware of those limiting beliefs. Yeah. And I often wonder why it takes so long for us to become aware of them. Gosh. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's because they are in our subconscious. Right. right. So, um, Mm. you know, it, it takes that one moment of realizing that those thoughts that you think about yourself, they are not always true. 
You know, I I remember that very specific moment when it happened in my life. And I realized that actually what I think about myself, it's not necessarily true. And yeah, it's it's a shocking moment. Yeah. yeah. It's that moment of awareness and realizations. Plus, you know, those thoughts yeah. very often we um being taught or told to us by, by our parents or caregivers um, or people who were close to us when we were children. So there's this emotional atta- attachment to those thoughts. Uh, we usually have love to- towards our parents. Um, so we, that emotional, lev- that aspect of love, we attach to those thoughts. Plus, there is also very important but very dangerous um, element of comfort. Yeah. Yes, we feel comfortable because it's familiar this way. We grew up like that. Um, yeah. So funny enough, like my, <laughs> I always say my biggest enemy. Um, I don't like this word. You know, I don't like splitting words into enemies and. I don't like to keep fighting, but when I coach people and I work with people, um, it's not anxiety, uh, it's not lack of motivation or confidence, but comfort. Mm. That is the biggest problem um, at making changes, at starting to change. It's true. It's this um, the misconceptions about love and about what is to be loved or to give love. And then we just live by those programs. Yeah, for me, it took almost 37 years to realize that. Yes, it's amazing, isn't it? Because sometimes you feel like you're betraying somebody you loved by actually letting go of those thoughts, letting go of those habits. Right. So it's a grieving uh, state, even, right, journey. That's a very interesting way of looking at it. Yes, by guys, yeah. How did you come to these understandings, Kasha, this wisdom? I would love to hear about your healing journey. Well, um, so a few years ago, I uh, myself um, went through a terrible life crisis. I basically tend to get go through those periods in my life quite often. Um, and I... What happened just before that, before my life crisis, my life seemed absolutely perfect. Uh, but I didn't notice at that time that I actually was disconnected, completely disconnected from myself. Um, and I trusted that what I've built was myself, was my true self, but it wasn't. Uh, so I went through a massive life crisis a few years ago. Um, where all my everything that was giving me happiness, so my family, my husband, uh, new friends, my life, I didn't realize that I was getting my happiness from it, not from myself. And at some point it stopped. And I experienced that terrible feeling of emptiness. Uh, because everything else that was supporting me in life or feel, making me feel happy suddenly stopped for some reason. it's I've reached that moment in my life when there was not, not much to look forward to. I've 
basically achieved everything that I wanted to achieve in my life. I always wanted to get married. I always wanted to have children. I always wanted to have a good job or discover my mission in life. And I had that. And then suddenly there was nothing more to discover. And that's when that hit me, that I couldn't find anything outside. And because I was empty, disconnected inside, I felt that emptiness. Um, so I guess it's that, this, well, desperation or to find that happiness. And I tried by doing things outside, you know, um, finding new friends, um, reaching out to other people to help me. Um, and that was all very, very helpful, uh, seeing counselors, seeing therapists, seeing other life coaches. But funny enough, they all actually uh, pointed out that one person who actually could help me, who was myself, that I have discovered only a few years ago that I had this strong belief that I was unworthy of love. And, you know, I was getting that love from outside, from my husband, from my family, from my friends, but I never gave it to myself. So it was wow, a long, long journey, quite a roller coaster. And that's when I discovered and reconnected to my spiritual um, side, to my spiritual self. Um, you know, as a child, I actually grew up in a very religious family. And I always had that connection to God, to something higher, to something bigger. Um, but I didn't really understand it that well then. So I guess I just rediscovered it now at a different level. I discovered that connection to something bigger. I call it universe, but some people call it God, source, energy. So I think it breaks, uh, it takes uh, some sort of um, disconnection. Something has to break in order to find that connection. And that's another question I ask. If we can learn these lessons without going through the hardships and the challenges, do you believe it's possible? Well, I think it takes a lot of um, awareness. I think if um, we are, I think I believe we are aiming towards that direction because I notice more and more people aware of that, aware of the fact that there's something more than just a physical world. Um, and yeah, I'm hoping that it is possible. I haven't experienced it myself. And I'm just thinking about all the people I know and my friends. And unfortunately, I don't know if it's unfortunately, you know, we have this tendency to actually call pain or that it's something negative. You know, we put those labels that something that is painful is negative um, and anything else is positive. But maybe it actually should start there from redefining yeah, pain, redefining um, that moment of disconnection of something breaking in your life right. uh, as, as negative. Right. 
I read something on your website. You write something really beautiful. You say, I found peace, peace in being present. I realized I don't have to forgive myself for my past as there was nothing to forgive. I finally understood acceptance. I accepted who I was. My past does not define me anymore. I love it. I appreciate it. I am not a victim of it. So beautiful and true. I'm so glad you got to that point. I was reading your story. I'm like, oh, you know, wishing for you to get to that point of liberation, really, in inner peace. Yeah, and for some reason, it goes back to self-love. It has been my journey. I had to learn to make the connection first, that understanding that not just that there was more in this life, but that's the only thing that there is, really, that's real, is the spiritual realm. The reflection of it might be just the dream of that reality, but it's the spiritual reality is the only one that, that it, it is real. It is interesting that most of us don't see that. Uh, we try to live our lives without that component or without the awareness of it. Not without it, because it's impossible to detach from it, but without the awareness, just that's kind of... Um, yeah, that's a mystery. Yeah, too. that's that's very important what you say because yes, it's always there. And right, it's right. not like yeah, I start uh, people like this I've just discovered it or um even saying about yeah, discovering your true self, it's it's always there. Yeah. Uh, it's about yeah. that re reconnection, right? So yes. um whether you believe it or not. Right. Uh, I love that, whether you believe it or not. Right. Because it's not a belief system. It doesn't require beliefs. No, it's like, a, it's like you can say, like, um, I don't believe in gravity, but you still use it. You know, it's just, um, it's <laughs> yes. just about how you use it, how you're using it. True. Uh, whether you're using it, being aware of it or not. We can even use words to describe it. Mm, yeah, it's it's actually what is left when you let go of that right. personality, when you let go of your identity. Uh, so what remains is that spiritual aspect, is that your true self. That's where aliveness really is. That's when life becomes fun, from my perspective. Yes, I'm so glad that you said that. You know, I mean, I love all this philosophical talk and um, philosophy and reflections. But after all, I'm always asking myself and I'm always asking the people that I work with, how much fun are you having mm. doing whatever you are doing? Right. Uh, and, you know, when you go back to confidence as well, when you just um, think about... I am doing it for fun. I am going to have fun with it. Yeah. I find that that makes people so much more confident right. at trying to do new things. Yeah, that's a very good reference, isn't it, Kasha, to when we know that we are having fun, that we are here for the experience. Uh, we are not really attached to destination or anything else. We're just... Uh, Kind of not just it is a, a a big deal to live the dream and being at peace, and then from that peace, that inner peace, then this joy, this fun arises. Really, that's when we are free. I say it really. That's freedom to me. Yes, yes, I love it. I love what you said about joy as well, um, because like very often people want to find things that will make them feel joy. Yeah. But once you connect to your authentic self, you find that joy within yourself 
and then you actually give joy to whatever you're doing. Yes, right. It works the other way around. Talk to me about the ego. What is your idea of what that is? Oh, wow, ego. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, ego. It took me a while to actually discover that, yeah, um, we all have our egos, right? So ego is everything that is actually the opposite of uh, the real self, the authentic self. Um, so ego is something that usually wants to disconnect you from others. Uh, ego is um, it's all about the judgment. When you um, run your life from the ego uh place it's all about um i'm feeling better than others or i'm feeling worse than others uh, it's in it's in competition so it's comparing and ego is based on needs it it always wants uh, to fulfill some sort of needs um so that's why um yeah it's it's completely different it's um from being your authentic self because when you are attached to your ego you will never be satisfied you always have those unsatisfied needs um and yeah i think my definition of ego if is is that part of um your life that wants to disconnect you from others from the outside world and disconnects you from your true self so it's only when you let go of it, you can actually become authentic and authentically confident as well. In a way, you actually suggest that we let go of the ego and not integrate it. Is that possible, Kasia, to no. let go? Yeah, yeah, that's a very good question. Um, I don't think it is possible. I think this is something that um, when you say let go, um, you can let go of it. But that doesn't mean it will disappear. I think the only way to let go of your ego is to observe it, is to be aware of it. So whatever you do in your life is like ask yourself, am I acting here from uh, my ego, from the place of my ego, from my ego needs, or am I being here my authentic self? So asking questions and inquiry, it's really important. Self-inquiry, that's so, it's powerful, isn't it? To ask those it questions. It is, and it's, 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 a, it's a, well, it's a, it's a full-time job. <laughs> it is. Uh, I think as sure. long as we are being humans, as long as you're within your physical body, uh, with your thoughts, with your emotions, we will never be free of that ego. Um, yeah. So it's, 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 yeah, it's constant work. So constant, true. Yeah, becoming aware yeah, oh, every single time. The outline that you sent to me that you're writing for your book, I love the um, section five, that might be the chapter five, connected to the authentic self, which has that suggestion about uh, letting go of the ego. And then you have practicing presence, meditation, all these wonderful practices. With that in mind, we're almost at the end, but I have so many questions, other questions here. <laughs> so let me ask you one more about presence. How do we know when we are present? Is that something that requires this intellectual um, reference? Oh, we are just present without any boundaries. 
Yeah, that's a very good question. <laughs> uh, you know, like the moment you think about I'm being present, you again, you're using your thoughts. And um, so for me, presence is when it's complete letting go of those thoughts, uh, getting out of um, letting go of that, um, yeah, of, of your mind, of thinking and switching on curiosity. So for me, the best way to connect to the present moment is become curious. Another way is letting go of a judgment. So even when you um, look at something thinking, oh, that's pretty, um, that's another form of judgment. So it's just, it's just allowing the presence, the being, um, looking around and just being without attaching any labels to anything, without judgment and letting go of expectation of what the present moment should look like. Mm, um, it's it's def- very difficult to describe because describing a present moment mm-hmm. is actually mm-hmm. not being <laughs> present. <laughs> right. <laughs> Contradicts yeah, the idea, right? Yes. Yeah. It's, um... So we cannot talk about it even. <laughs> We can no, just love, be present. I love, I love. <laughs> That's a conversation with actually, yeah, um, enlightened people uh, because it's like the conversation is basically that. Let's just not talk about it. Let's just be present, right? <laughs> yeah, right. And then whatever comes, comes. Whatever yeah. we talk about, we talk about. I love that. Yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> Although this sounding good to me is a judgment too of what's happening now. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Uh, never, never ending cycle, right? <laughs> Yes, this is interesting yeah. dance. Very, um, yeah, incredible dance. <laughs> so we're almost at the end. I have a few questions for you. The ending questions, Kasim. Would you like to add anything? Um, well, no, it's, it's been lovely talking to you. And, um, well, I'm, I'm still in the, you know, like brainstorming uh, phase of writing my book. So every conversation, every question that you asked today was great because it stimulated me to rethink, you know, what I thought I already knew and like even talking about it. Um, sometimes, sometimes talking about your thoughts, hearing your own thoughts makes you realize, okay, is this really what I think? Uh, is that really true? And yeah, seeing how it's being perceived by the person um it's great so it's been just a great experience of you know talking to you thank you very much for this opportunity thank you kasha for your wisdom and your presence thank you a billion times and the ending questions are the idea of success what is success to be successful from your perspective these days yeah well it's yeah um you know i've been thinking about success a lot and for me successful is um yeah it's a successful present moment that's um that's something that eckhart tolle said in his book um the new earth and it's basically um what completely resonates with me a successful present moment um, being at peace, feeling that happiness and inner joy here and now is a success. So um, let me see. I'll ask you three more questions. What is another word for healing? Oh, another word for healing. I don't know why the word of peace comes to my mind. Is achieving that acceptance 
an inner peace. And letting go would be another great word. Letting go of pressure to... It's going to sound funny, but letting go of the pressure to heal. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, letting go of that desperation to achieve that moment when you can say, oh, I'm healed. Just accepting that you are on your journey to healing. You are on your journey to your true authentic self. Yeah. That's healing itself. Um, so two more questions. If you knew you would die soon, meaning leaving the body, would you make any change or do anything in a different way? <sighs> you know what? I love this question. I have been asked these questions before and now the answer is no, I wouldn't. And I think the moment you can answer these questions this question, no, I wouldn't change anything. Is that moment when you actually yeah, achieve that peace, achieve that acceptance. And my last question is, what are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? Wow, three things I know about life. Yeah. Well, life is um, constant change. Uh, life is a constant growth. Um, and you could never have expectations about life. Uh, so basically life is, um, you cannot predict what's going to happen, what's going to happen. Uh, so unpredictable, changing. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Kashin, for your presence, your wisdom, your healing wisdom. Um, I love your peaceful way of expressing these understandings, these knowledge. It's very peaceful. Mm. Thank you so much again. Thank you very much. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your products, services, and future projects, and your future book, of course? Well, uh, everything will be posted on my website, uh, which is basically my name, kashanisanka.co.uk. And you can find links to my Instagram, to my Facebook as well there. Wonderful. I'll have the link on your podcast profile. Thank Lovely. you so much again, and we'll talk soon. Thank you very much, Valeria. Take care. You too, Kasha. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Kasha Nisanka and her work, please visit kashanisanka.co.uk. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.